Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. We have a lot of creeps to get through. Let's get to it. Yeah, so we have been speculating quite a bit on how Blake Moynes feels post Katie and John's relationship. We never knew if he was like okay with it, how he felt, but we don't have to speculate anymore. Blake went on Almost Famous podcast, which is friend of the show Ben Higgins podcast, and he talks about how he doesn't regret the engagement. He talks about how he had doubts that he was the default choice given the whole Greg mm. sad boy grippo thing. Yeah. And um, he hopes that she doesn't have regrets. So that's what this is going to be explaining right here. I think selfishly want to know that she was, because I have, I have those doubts where of like, you know, potentially was I default, all those things with Greg, right? So I want to feel like this wasn't some fucking dumb fake thing. I want her to be like, this was as real as, you know, those feelings, I had the same ones you had, you know? So it was on the same wavelength. I wasn't the same wavelength. You know, I don't want it to, if that makes sense, like, it's like, I want it to feel as real on her end as it did for me. So I'm like, I hope that she was, and I, and I do, I really do believe that. I do. I do. I think. Aw, that makes me so sad for him because I have those doubts too, Blake. And (laughs) quite frankly, I don't know. Obviously the only person who knows really their true feelings is Katie, but um, yeah, that sucks. I mean, because I really do think from Blake's side, he was all in on Katie really felt like it was a real engagement, really had strong feelings for her. So it's just kind of sad to think that he thinks that about something that was clearly important to him. Yeah, and I'm actually surprised he admitted that he had doubts about the whole default thing because that is what everyone was saying. Yeah. When they got engaged, it was that, well, Greg went home and that's why you were chosen. So it's sad. Yeah. So he goes on to explain that He's cordial with Katie today. They have spoken since they've broken up, but they have not spoken since she's been with John. He said that she reached out to him, but he has not answered because he didn't want to answer in the heat of the moment, implying that he still, he may, he feels that he may act out of anger or like speak out of anger and he didn't want to do that. So he has not responded. And this is what he said about that. very mature of him, I must say. Okay, let's hear it. I know. Listen to how he explains it. He is very mature about this. Uh, I mean, we, we talked very cordially uh, after we announced engagement in the breakup and we were really good with that. And then obviously all the other stuff happened. And since then we have not spoke, but um, she has reached out to me. I just have not been in a place yet to respond to it, especially at the time that it all kind of was unraveling. I didn't want to respond in a place of emotion and like right in the heat of things when I haven't had time to reflect. And there will be a time where I can respond to that and we will, but there's no point in doing it where I'm going to speak out of emotion and in a place like I need to let the time go where I can like step back. Cause I'm not, I'm not over that. She's happy. She's making this, she made the decision, although, you know, I didn't like it. it. She made the best decision for her. Just like I would make the best decision for me. It didn't play out the way I wanted it to. And like, it could have probably been handled different, but I, I have no time for a grudge. Grudge takes so much energy. Why? Why indeed. I totally support his like outlook on this. Like how else can you look at it? You know, right, you were dealt exactly. a shitty hand. It sucks, but he's doing what's best for him. So he says Katie has reached out and he didn't respond, which I, un- I totally understand his reasoning for that. I guess the timing of that was when 12 Days of Messy was going on. Was that the timing that you were kind of thinking it was? Uh, 
Yeah, I was actually thinking, I'm like, okay, so she had to have, she had to have reached out to him after announcing the John thing to say like, hey, look, hope we're okay, you know, ex- and smoothing things over. Well, th- that was going to be my question with the t- once we kind of got a sense of the timing, because like, what is there to say at that point? Because Katie is now with John. She has clearly made public all over the internet with Blake. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. Like, what is there to say in reaching out after you already do something like that and announce something like that so publicly? I feel like there's a lot to say. I feel like there's a lot she should and probably did try to say, because I think Blake probably feels so deceived. And like he says on the podcast with um, FOTSBH, mm-hmm. he hopes that she doesn't regret it. He hopes that he wasn't just the default. So by her, by these actions, it's almost like, well, was I the default? Was yeah. this even real? So I feel like by her going with John, she has, you know, that's her prerogative. She obviously made the right choice for her. I guess what you're saying is she was trying to say, hey, you did mean something to me. Or just like, hey, I'm sorry, I have to follow my heart. I know this is uncomfortable, especially because Blake hung out with them. The three of them hung out together. Yeah. Do we not remember the helicopter people or the airplane or whatever? And there was that podcast where she was like, yeah, you know, like me, Blake, and John hang out all the time and it's not weird at all and he's not jealous and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so it's been two months since they've been a public couple. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's not been long enough for Blake to feel like he's no longer in the heat of the moment. So I guess we'll see when that time comes or if he'll even let us in on it. Probably not. Yeah, I think at this point, I don't know. I feel like when you break up with people, it's always kind of like, yeah, but like, let's stay, stay in each other's lives, like blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as someone starts dating someone else, there's like no need to talk again. Like Blake and Katie could never talk again. And I think that would be fine on Mm -hmm. both parts. There's nothing to say anymore. I'm saying this as like a random outsider who does not know either of them. I'm like, guys, guys. it's over. There's nothing to talk about. (laughs) I have the closure I need. And like, yeah, so you guys should be fine. (laughs) The only reason why I think it won't be the last time they speak is because Katie did reach out and he has left her technically on red. Yeah. And I'm sure this will come... This will all smooth over once Blake is in a public relationship. Someone asks him about Katie and he says, I wish her well. I hope she's really happy. Yeah. And that's it. And then it's kind of like we can all move forward. Totally. Until then, it's that Katie's kind of reached out and he has not responded. Which is fine. He's doing the healing he needs. And he's been hanging out with some ladies. Do you want to talk about the first one? Yeah, go for it. Speaking of Blake, he was spotted with a Katie lookalike. Do we know who this Katie lookalike is or it was just a random post? I do. Okay. So he, I mean, again, Bachelor Nation has once again, like they're all at the same parties. They're all hanging out together. And over the weekend, Blake was out partying at, I think it was a Revolve party. Yeah. And he took a picture and it's a close selfie with a brunette girl. And the first, I thought it was Katie. I mean, obviously I assumed it wasn't, but It does really look like her, yeah. After a split second, I said, okay, that's not Katie. Who is this girl, though? So she uh, works in public relations. I believe she is, like, his manager or his agent. She's the agent to a lot of Bachelor people. I did some creeping on her as well. I wrote under the picture, I thought this was Katie, and... A lot of people agreed with me. Mm. I, Blake did not agree with me. He did not like it. And normally <laughs> he likes my comments, so I'm, I'm sure that was a strategic not like by Blake. Right. But he's not just hanging out with her. And, like, I, who knows? They're clearly in a working relationship, so it's probably nothing. But the selfie looks kind of close and cozy. Who knows? 
But he's, yeah. you also saw him hanging out with um, some other yeah, girls, so, right? And I think it was at that same party, this Revolve party, that a lot of people from Bachelor Nation went to. The one that I saw specifically was on Victoria Fuller's story, but this has shown up in the background of a couple other people's stories, which means they were talking for a long time. So Victoria Fuller's story, she has a little thing of like her and, and Natalie, Nick's girlfriend, dancing. And in the background is Blake, Madagascar Lion Moines with Kelly Flanagan pilot Pete's ex-girl and they are talking mm. for quite a while like very close you know like when you're just kind of drunkenly at a party and you're just like mm. vibing and having a moment with someone and you're probably literally talking about the philosophy of life and really like getting into it and sharing a moment that's what this looked like to me they were speaking together for a very long time and I kind of ship it I'm down for it. I'm down with anyone who will make Blake happy. And you know yeah. what I think they both have in common? They, well, did Peter really screw Kelly over? I don't know. But they both I have think been it burned. did end messy. I don't know okay. exactly what happened, but they were both pretty like vocal about it being messy and unhappy. It wasn't a, a mutual happy parting. So both Blake and Kelly have been burned by bachelor relationships. They know yeah. how it's like to go through a public breakup with someone who both were the leads. They both yeah. know what it's like to be not engaged or with the lead on Kelly's yeah, end. Exactly. So they probably do have a lot in common. And again, I thought Kelly was great on Peter's season. I think she would be great with Blake. You lucky girl. Yeah. Go make him happy. Go save the wildlife with Blake. I mean, we have now, we've cracked one Bachelor Nation couple thus far, uh, Chris Bukowski and Anna Redmond. So I'm just saying, like, keep an eye on this one, guys. We don't know. They could have just been talking, but I think it's something to watch. Keep the creeping going. Speaking of Anna Redman and Chris, real quick, someone yeah. DM'd me and said they were in the background of someone's Instagram story. Oh, really? I, I, I don't remember who they said. This is a couple of days ago. But the girl, whoever story it was, they took it down after a while. And you can like clearly see Anna and Chris sitting together, and then she took it down. It's like, Anna, we've made so many episodes where we talk about the fact that you and Chris are hanging out. Well, and at this point, too, Us Weekly picked up Chris Bukowski's interview with our podcast and basically, like, confirmed that they're dating. So I don't understand why they're still being so weird about it. I get not wanting to, like, talk about it very publicly, but if they're just spotted together canoodling, what's the harm? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so Monday night was Valentine's Day, and Katie posted a tribute to her love, John Hershey. Mm -hmm. And in the in the tribute, it's like a poem, but the poem references love at first sight, and that gave me a pit in my stomach. Ugh. Well, like, can I like explain my theory? You know what yes. it reminded me of? Okay. So the love triangle of Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and Jennifer Aniston. When Angelina Jolie said in some, the classic interview where she said, our kids can watch the movie where their parents fell in love. Right, and the parent, right, right, right. And that was Mr. and Mrs. Smith. However, Brad was married to Jen while he was filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And it's just like everything that one line represents. Love at first sight. What? How could you? It obviously wasn't love at first sight because first sight you sent him home. Exactly. So it, like in the Brad, Angelina, Jen situation, yes, it's shitty and cringy and like poor Jen, but I do believe that the love at first sight clearly happened because there was all these rumors going around while they were filming the movie and they didn't announce that they were a couple till a little bit later on. But with the Katie and John Hershey of it all, when he first came out of the limo, she sent him home like the next week. So like, where was the love at first sight? Or does she think the love at first sight was then they're like meeting in the real world in San Diego 
when... In which case she was engaged. Right, in which case she was engaged. Oh, yeah. So So that's even worse. Yeah, no, it is worse. Neither are good. So it's like, why even say that? She could have just Googled this poem, but maybe this... You could have chosen a different poem or just like whatever. Maybe she feels like this was love at first sight for him, for John. And in which case, that sucks for Blake. So this all justifies why Blake said what he said on the other podcast. A post like this justifies his his reasons for not wanting to reach back out and for being possibly insecure about the fact that he may have been the default choice. Absolutely. I'm literally looking at this poem right now. It is very intense, like it says things, I won't read the whole thing, but it says, you ignited my world, leaving me whole. Like that is some shit that she would never say about Blake. Never did say about Blake, right? She never did say it. Well, I don't think we could say that she she didn't feel it about Blake, we don't know. Sure, but, but like never, this public she wasn't gushy of extreme yes. gushy, lovey emotion, we did not yeah. see with Blake. Right, of course, maybe privately they were expressing these things, but I just think this is like a very intense poem. <laughs> It is intense, but I, I think they're going to get engaged. I think they are end game. Yeah. I think he brings out something in her that clearly Blake didn't. And that doesn't mean that Blake isn't a great guy. Just he wasn't her match. Clearly, at this point, clearly they weren't a good match. And clearly John is a better match. Yeah, I just, as much as like, yeah, I want to wish them well. Good for Katie if they and John Hershey if they are happy. It just like the thing that annoys me is the revisionist history of it all. The literally standing there being like, yeah, it was love at first sight, and it's like, was, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Like, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with meeting someone and then maybe developing like a casual friendship and then down the line having a romantic relationship. Like, that's also equally a great story. So that's why I'm like, why are they making up something that's not? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a hater. Speaking sorry. of failed relationships from this franchise, mm-hmm. Tasha Adams posted an ad on Instagram, but in the ad, she said, Get ready with me. I'm getting ready for a date. And the <gasps> comments are all like, Wait a second. We don't give a shit what you're promoting. What date? What man? Who is this? Thoughts. Um,. Well, it is also an ad too, like for Lancome, the makeup company. So I want, do you think it's a real date though? Or do you think she's just lying for the ad to get that dough? It's very strategic. I think it probably is a lie. I would just be very shocked if Tasha was actually dating right now because you know, the breakup with Zach is still pretty fresh. Yeah, and I think she knows what she has to do to get a lot of engagement so she could further these brand relationships. I think it's exactly what Dawson Dimitri Brady's parents are doing <laughs> with the ads. Like, if they purposely, and I'm not even knocking it, it's, it's smart marketing. If they are promoting, like, detergent, but in the photo, they're washing baby clothes and holding the baby, that post right. is going to get so many more likes because we're all seeing the baby for the first, you know, few times and people are excited to see it and they're smart. She knows that if she writes in the caption, get ready with me for a date, all those ca- all those comments of people saying like, wait, a date? Every little comment that someone makes is more engagement for her. So then she can yeah. go back to Landcom or whoever it is and say like, oh, look, I drew this much attention to your brand. Genius, Tasha. Genius. Or you're going on a date. <laughs> or she's actually dating, in which case, like, good for you, Tasha. Wish you well. But I, I think she's just a marketing extraordinaire is what it seems like to me. Same. And if not, we're looking forward to seeing who this man is. But yes. this man is going to have to be okay with a working boss babe because <laughs> her new project, one of her new projects has been revealed. We've talked about how she's no longer the host of any of the Bachelor podcasts. It was very kind of weird how she just dropped off. And she said that she had projects in the works. Mm-hmm. And she now 
announced one of those projects. So she's now the host of The Good Dish, which is apparently a television show? She's not, doesn't seem to be the host. It looks like she was a guest host on an episode, but it seems to me that she's probably going to make many appearances and probably perhaps get a permanent spot at some point. She doesn't, she's definitely not a a host at this point. Okay, so it says, your girl is happy. Daytime television is definitely where it's at. Smiley face with the star eyes. Thank you so much, The Good Dish TV, for letting me join the fun today. Hope to be back soon. Martini emoji, dancing salsa girl emoji. So. So she's happy. She's also calling out daytime TV, which The Bachelor is not. Right. You know, it's a totally different world for her. Mm-hmm. And maybe if she's getting offers like this, that's why she doesn't want to host a Bachelor podcast. Totally. Okay, I've said this before, but I really believe because we have never had a Bachelor contestant be able to break out of the, oh, they're from the Bachelor mold and actually just become like a personality or someone in the entertainment industry. And I think Taysha can do it. I think in five to 10 years, if she continues down this path and is working on different daytime TV things that have nothing to do with The Bachelor and everyone just like loves her because she's like pretty and charismatic and hosting chat shows about totally different topics. I think she can do it. I think she'll be the breakout, the first, she'll pave the way, she'll be a trailblazer for like the next level that these people can get to. We already had the Tyler Camerons who broke out as like dating someone from outside of the franchise in a very public way. Like Gigi Hadid, that was pretty major. Like Gigi, the Gigi Hadids of the world don't date Bachelor contestants, but mm-hmm. they did one time. I think Tasha's gonna trailblaze us to a new level of stardom. And you know what? Another reason why I think she's a marketing genius? The fact that she's getting into food. Uh, the good dish, I'm assuming, is like some kind of like recipe show. Yeah, yeah it looks it like is. on the, vi- the clip that she posted on the Instagram, they're like making a cocktail or something and they have all the ingredients yeah. for it. And who has done that? It's like an untapped territory. Totally. So it's, she's not just getting into fashion. She's not just getting into makeup. And there's nothing wrong with either of those things. But that's so oversaturated with all Bachelor people that totally. you can't stand out. But now if you think about like cool cocktails or like cool recipes, you may think of Tasha moving forward. Mm-hmm. Genius. Brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. No, I really what, do. What? No, what's that quote from Lady oh. Gaga where it's like, brilliant, iconic, never been done before, not afraid to reference mm-hmm. or not reference, blah, blah. I'll find it. Yeah. Um, Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. Love you, Tasha. Moving on. Someone else went on FOTHB... FOT, oh, well, FOTH. Someone else went on Friend of the Show, Ben Higgins podcast, which before we get into this, he's having guest hosts on Almost Famous because Ashley's mm-hmm. on maternity leave. And your girl, aka me, <laughs> I openly shot my shot and said, yes, like, hey, I it. know, I know Ashley's on maternity leave. Mind you, FOT. SBH and I were emailing because, you know, we're friends. Because we're your for best real. friends. Like, we, best friends we really were. every single day. Yeah. We were emailing for real. It was about generous coffee, but whatever. And no, don't tell people I, that. You were, e- you were emailing about friendship oh, anyway. Yeah, you know, we were just talking about our deep relationship. And yeah. I truly believe that, like, nothing bad can come from asking something. That's how I've always lived my life. Like, you'll, you'll mm-hmm. be surprised how many things you can get if you just ask. Just by asking, and, totally. And what's the worst that can happen? They say, no, okay, I'm not doing it now. So anyways, I shot my shot and I, I was like, hey, if you're looking for guest host, 
you know who to call. She's a watch podcast. And he's like, he was so nice in his response. He said that he would have to obviously ask iHeart and that he thinks Ashley's coming back sooner than expected. So whatever. We're just manifesting it, putting it out in the world. Mm -hmm. And you know what, you guys? You guys all wrote Ben when we were talking about him originally. So go write (laughs) Ben and tell him that you want us on his podcast and maybe we can make that happen. Manifesting good shit. Yes, manifesting, asking you shall receive, putting all the good vibes out into the universe. Because we would love to come guest host that podcast. I think that would be really huge for us. The brand. But the reason why we're probably not going to do it is because (laughs) it gets people like Claire Crawley to guest host and... Love her. She's huge. She was really great on his podcast. She opened up about a lot. So they recapped the episode of Clayton's season, but that's not the part I want to get to. Yeah. The part I want to get to is when she's talking about her life. And she was really candid about a few things. She did not reference Dale by name. However, when she references her relationship from the past year... That's who, obviously, she didn't date anyone else. And she's talking about a long-term relationship. Everything she says, she is talking about Dale. I'm going to show you guys the clip right now. But I want you to pay attention because she low-key refers to her relationship with Dale as toxic. She makes comments that she was gaslit. She She makes comments that she was made to feel crazy and ignore red flags. There's a lot she's dropping here that I don't think you may realize if you're listening and not paying attention. So here is what Claire said on Ben's pod. Okay, I'm excited for this. I can't wait to hear. The hardest relationship isn't the toxic one. It's the one right after your toxic one Mm. because you have to relearn to trust your own gut instincts that were undermined and gaslit and told that you were crazy and wrong and crazy, I guess. And so the one right after that or the healing right after that is kind of the hardest part of, of the whole thing, to be honest, because I had I'm still learning to trust my gut again, know the signs, the red flags that I was discredited for. That's like pretty heavy. You don't think? No, I no, I do think it's heavy. And I do think it's like um, good that she's speaking out on these things. And I always love some good tea. So love to hear more about like the inner workings of her relationship with Dale. I will say though, she's saying like, oh, you know, like, I ignored the red flags, blah, blah, and I kind of have to be like, what? You met someone and literally decided after seeing them for two seconds that they were literally your husband and then there were red flags? Like, I sometimes I do try to think back to her thought process on this, how this whole relationship developed and like... Kind of like a what did you expect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess she expected that everything Dale was showing in the first two weeks of their relationship was what she was going to get for the duration of their relationship, and clearly that wasn't. Yeah. I mean, she probably didn't think when she was falling in love at first sight that she was going to be gaslit. You get roped in by a charming guy, and you don't know he's a douchebag until it's too late. But in her situation, she's engaged on TV. That's the problem here. You shouldn't have done that. No, of course. And I don't want to sit here being, like, gaslighting is a form of abuse, and it's absolutely horrible, and it fucks with your brain, and no one should have to go through that. I just, I'm like, Claire, you rushed into things with someone you didn't really know, and then, shockingly, you didn't really know him. And he was a piece of shit. So, I'm not saying she deserved it, though, or anything. You know what I mean? Like, everyone, we've all been through our own relationship traumas and struggles and it's like you know we've we've literally all been there with the shitty guy so i'm not saying that to be judgmental i'm just saying like dang but i'm sure claire has like (laughs) learned her lesson and will do better now you know let's let's hope she's learned her lesson i do think it's interesting that she's pointing out that 
the harder relationship is the one that comes after, which would essentially be the mm-hmm. Blake Menard, who she is true. I maybe forgot that dating. she's still seeing him. Yeah, like they don't. Isn't that like a thing they say that you like the boyfriend after the shitty boyfriend has to deal with the issues? Like you have yeah. trust issues, but you have the trust issues with your good boyfriend because your shitty right, boyfriend right. is the one that kind of like messed with you. So totally. Blake, you need a really strong man that will guard and protect her, which is what she's been looking for this whole time. So hopefully Blake Menar can, you know, get her back on her feet and, and heal her in the way, help her heal in the way that yeah. she needs. Because Claire is so great. I mean, I feel like this podcast is a Claire Crawley fan podcast. Because I, I think love we're her. always saying amazing things about her and how much we want her to be happy. And as much as it, like, you know, sucks to go through a shitty, toxic relationship, you always come up on the other end of it so much stronger. Believe me, sometimes it has to get, like, really bad for you to, like, learn your fucking lesson and not make those mistakes again. And she seems to be with a great guy now, and hopefully they can, like, work through it. And <laughs> Claire. And I love, he <laughs> love that she can, like, kind of jab Dale without even having to say his name. Like, oh, in yes. this well, we know. one yes. little yes. paragraph that you said, you called him toxic, you said that, you know, he made you feel crazy. He had all these red flags. Like, we know a lot. And then she also said in an earlier part of the episode that there were things that happened in the relationship that no one knows. And, like, there's, mm. I mean, no shit, obviously, that. But, like, just to hear her say it, like, shady shit. Uh, it's I want to tell all book. I want to tell I know. all book. And if we're going to, going back to you guys reaching out to people on our behalf, if you're going to write people about us, go write Claire and tell her how much we love her. Because I would literally yeah. R.I.P. me, drop dead, if we could get Claire Crawley. But I I don't think she would want to. This is the episode of Manifesting. We're manifesting going on Almost Famous with Ben Higgins, with Fatsbaha. We are yes. manifesting Claire Crawley coming on the podcast. We can tell her how much we want her to find love. And all of these things are going to happen. Because ask, 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 and you shall receive, people. Amen. And the interview at the end of this episode with Holly from Bachelor Pad, she is a huge manifester and we actually talk about it and she says that she's manifested the shit out of things and she's gotten so many great things from it. So, Claire, we look forward to talking to you. Yes. Moving on. So, if you guys tuned in to last week's episode, we had Corinne Olympios on the pod. If you haven't listened, go back. It's a good one. On that episode... She touches on how she's not a huge fan of Demi, how Demi came after her and almost like purposely tried to walk in Corinne's footsteps a little too much. Well, she came right after you, right? Or maybe yeah. oh, two seasons or something? And then she came down in a robe and was like doing things that I did. And I'm like, okay, like this is too much. Like do your own thing if you want to be funny. I'm right. like, I wasn't even trying, but if you're trying to be funny, like do something different than I did. That's yeah. Funny. Are you? Did you ever talk to her? Or did she ever reach out? No, I kind of was like a hater on her. I think, I think she DM'd me and she's like, from one iconic girl to the next, like so excited for you to see oh me God. on this season or something. And I was just like, ew. That's such a cringy thing to say. And then, she, and then she saw like how much I was hating on her on my Instagram and she unfollowed me. So I'm like, so you still hate her today? I don't hate her. I just think it's like, you're a poser. So clearly she's not a fan. However, the morning that the episode drops... The episode's up for what we dropped at midnight. So by yeah. nine in the morning, Demi on her stories takes a selfie, like the camera's really up close to her face. And then she writes, good morning, thinking about the power that could have been if Corinne Olympios and I would have teamed up. And she tagged Corinne. Now the timing of this was too, too bizarre. Yeah. I got a ton of DMs about this. They're like, is this about the episode? I have to 
think it is, right? Like, Demi did not just wake up one morning randomly and think, you know what I should do? Reach out to Corinne on my Instagram stories and I should tag her. It's not like she does this often. Like, this is a random, pretty bizarre thing. I like to think it was in response of our podcast. I I agree with you, though, because what Corinne said, they are not on... It's not like they... They hate each other, but they don't follow one another. The last I checked, mm-hmm. you know, Corinne said that Demi did follow her, but then she unfollowed her in the past after she heard that Corinne had said bad things about her and isn't just isn't a fan of her yeah. quote unquote character on the show. So it seems a little odd that Demi would then randomly on the morning of Corinne's interview of with us yeah. say that. The timing is too weird. I yeah. actually messaged Corinne and asked and Corinne had mm-hmm. no clue what it was about. Corinne did share it which I was a little confused about. But I asked her, I'm like, do you know what this is? And she's like, I have no fucking clue. Because they, they don't talk. They're not friends. Right. I mean, I think with Corinne sharing it, that was her just kind of being like, I see you, Demi. Like, what are you doing? No, I thought, I know. I took it as like, peace. Like, oh, see, like no, I took it as like instigating. I took it as she, like, no, her, her really just don't. at least acknowledging that, she, like, and I'm not going to respond to this, but I'm going to repost it so that you know that I saw it and I know that you're watching me type thing. That's how I read it. I think she was sharing it to kind of say, like, they've had some kind of beef. Demi used to follow her. She doesn't anymore. The timing is too weird. Do you think they're following each other now? I don't. <laughs> and I will find out. Hmm. Is something a brewing? Should we manifest a Demi and Corinne like collab and peacemaking podcast episode? I, okay, yes. I'm manifesting. I'm, we're getting crazy now with the manifesting, but I'm manifesting one more thing. Corinne is coming back on the pod and Demi is also coming on the pod and we're going to have an open and honest conversation all together. Starting and we'll be from like the, the mediators and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Demi, how are you feeling? Corinne, how are you feeling? Let's talk yeah, this literally. out. Yeah, literally. Bring up the moments. Cool, because Corinne even said on, on the episode last week, too, she's like, you know, Demi did certain things, like, with the bathrobe that was similar to what Corinne did with the trench coat or whatever. And I would love to ask Demi, like, were you thinking of Corinne in that moment? Did someone else, a producer, like, hand you this bathrobe and say, do this? Like, were, were the producers trying to push a Corinne narrative? Was Demi trying to play a Corinne game? Was this all just a coincidence and a big misunderstanding? That's what I need to know. So I need to know that stay too. Stay tuned, people. We're manifesting left and right. Okay. Moving on. So this one is just like silly and stupid. I love to throw in like a dumb one. <laughs> They're not uh, dumb. <laughs> okay. It's not, this is not dumb, but you know, and all of our other journalism was hard hitting and serious. So this is a little lighthearted. So Clay Harbor, he <laughs> posted a post that is clearly photoshopped. It's basically like Amazon original movie, I Want You Back. And then there's Clay, Mari, and Kenny. And then it's like February 11th, Prime Video. And there's like hearts and roses. And Clay is like holding a rose. And it seems like it's like Mari and Kenny are in a couple relationship. They're looking at each other. And then Clay's on the side, maybe kind of saying that the plot of this quote unquote movie was that he used to be with Mari and now he wants her back. Whatever it is, um, obviously it seems like a fake movie. I don't think that these guys are as trained as like some other Bachelor actors like Dale Moss in um, Set Love Match. Is that what it's called? Set Love Match? Game Set Match? Game Set Match. Um, Game Set Match. Hi guys, Jackie from the future. I just wanted to correct one critical point. The um, future award winning 
critically acclaimed film that Dale Moss is starring in is actually called Love Game Match. Just because, you know, I know you all want to go watch it. So, like, they obviously don't have the training. Um, <laughs> the acting training. The acting training, yes. Um, but so the thing that was weird, though, to me, though, is like, this is obviously fake, but it says, I promise we will be able to double date on movie night sometime soon, guys. At Prime Video, hashtag I want you back movie, hashtag ad. So on one hand, I'm like, okay, this is so fake and this is just like a dumb little thing. But it's also, they tagged Prime Video and did hashtag ad. So I'm like, what is this ad for? It's not an ad. I could go on my Instagram and just write hashtag ad at Prime Video and make myself look like Amazon is sponsoring us. I could be like, hey guys, I'm gonna go announce on Amazon Live all the things that I manifested in this episode, but I don't actually have to do it. So you think he literally just did this for fun? He literally yes. was just sitting in his house and was like, you know what? I'm gonna Photoshop a fake movie with me, yeah. Kenny, and Mari and post I think it? it was a joke, but this is a real movie because I saw on Twitter Dawson Dimitri Brady's parents posted an um. ad about this. And like I said before, it's a photo of the three of them. They included Brady or whatever, Dawson, <laughs> in the photo. And they wrote, we're DVRing The Bachelor tonight and watching Prime Video's new rom-com, I Want You Back, right now. It's going to be home dates for a while, and it's the three of them. Going back to what I was saying before, by putting a photo with the baby, you're guaranteed to get much more engagement. So that's mm. one tweet. Then she writes, Pete Davidson makes a cameo in I Want You Back movie. Does he actually? That, I guess so. Then she That'll writes, me to watch. Yeah. I Want You Back movie on Prime Video has got me reminiscing on all the strategic moves I'd make as a single lady. Gotta say, they usually worked. So no one sits there and like tweets about like an Amazon Prime movie like this. So obviously we know this is a partnership. Right. Not quite sure where Clay comes in with this because I don't think his was a paid advertisement. I think he was just being silly. Just being a little troll? I mean. I guess. <laughs> or maybe he's really just trying to send a message to Amazon that he would love to work yeah, with maybe them. He's, yeah, like, hey, I would like to promote your movie as well. Or be in the movie. I do know that this is a move that influencers do. Not saying this is what Clay's doing. I do think he was just joking. But I do know that if, like, if you're listening and you have a couple of followers and you want to look like you're an influencer, fucking post something holding a product and write ad. What's oh. the ad gonna do? Say stop? Right, right. But it gives them, it, it makes them look more credible because they're like, oh wow, well partners are obviously like working with them. Like other people have paid them but, to do this. Oh, yeah. okay. Hack. Mm -hmm. so, so influencer everyone, hack. All of the baby influencers who are trying to just get their footing in the world, do this. You know yeah. those TikTok where it's like, they don't know, I know this hack. <laughs> Yeah. And now you all know the hack. <laughs> okay. Uh, those are all the creeps we have for this week. If you find anything while creeping on social media, please DM me at She's All Batch, and we may include the story in an upcoming episode. A few weeks ago, we told you guys about how much we love the brand Invisaware, and we just have to drill that home because I am obsessed with this brand. So they offer stylish and discreet safety accessories like scrunchies, necklaces, bracelets, keychains, and what these accessories do is they could send an SOS alert to up to five loved ones with your exact GPS location. So if you are ever in an unsafe environment or you're scared and just want someone to know where you are. I totally love the concept of this product. Like I walk alone in New York City and you know, it just gives me peace of mind to know that I have something on me that if anything were to happen, God forbid, I can, you know, 
use it and it could potentially save your life. The peace of mind is worth it to me. I know I've been in situations where I felt uncomfortable and just wanted my husband or mom or friend to know where I am and that I may want them to call me and check up on me to make sure I'm okay. And with Invisiwear, I am able to do that. Literally can wear a scrunchie around your wrist and call for help without anyone around you knowing, which yeah. is amazing. I just love that concept because obviously you can't take your phone out and call for help if you feel uncomfortable. Right, exactly. That's why this thing is so great. You can use code She's All Batch for 10% off. I definitely recommend you guys check it out. Nothing's more important than your safety. It's Clayton's Corner. Ooh, do we have a theme song? <laughs> we could make one. It's we do need corner. we do need new music one day, but and then we'll make a music for every single segment. Okay. All right. Hop into the corner. So, Jackie, hold I'm on. Right. I Okay, Stephanie, now you're no. the one who's late because no. I'm already here in the corner. I'm sitting Fuck here. That. I'm, I literally I read a whole chapter of a book in the corner wow. before you got here. Yeah. Okay, sorry I'm late, everyone. I'm in the corner now. <laughs> Do you know someone in our Facebook group was like, I really thought you guys sat in a corner. <laughs> I just love that. And then I'm like, you do realize, though, next season, unless the person's name starts with a C, we're not going to be in a corner anymore. Yeah, we're going to have to, well, we'll have to think of another place to be. Like you if the Bachelorette is Susie sofa. or something. Yeah, yeah Susie's sofa. Perfect. Okay, so, so I'm in the corner. You're in the corner. We're both here. Mm-hmm. Yes. How's your book? Did you finish it? <laughs> no, I said I only read one chapter. I still have oh, four okay. more to go. Don't worry. Okay, okay. so... Monday night's episode of The Bachelor. The first thing that I think obviously we're gonna be talking about is this two-on-one date with Genevieve and Shanae. Normal two-on-one date. I think the thing that I want to specifically talk about and I want to break down this moment because it doesn't make any sense to me is the moment when, okay, so they're sitting there, Genevieve, Clayton, Shanae, and Clayton, this is after Shanae said to Clayton that Genevieve is an actress and like said all these bad things about her, blah, 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 blah. They come back and they're all sitting on the bench together. Clayton says literally in front of Shanae and everyone goes, hey, Genevieve, are you an actress? Which is just yeah. like such a stupid thing to say because clearly we know Genevieve is not an actress, but if she was, why would she be like, darn, actually, yeah, I am Clayton. Like, yeah. me. like that was such a weird confrontation. I don't know what he expected to get out of her in that moment. But so he's going after Genevieve and he's like, are you an actress? Like, what is going on? Blah, blah, blah. And of course, she's obviously very taken aback by this and gets upset. Then Clayton's like, all right, I need to like take a step away and think about something. He gets up and walks away, has a conversation, presumably with a producer. Obviously, we don't know what happened. That's all off screen. He comes back and then immediately has a change of heart. His mind is totally changed. And now he's like, Shanae, you're going home. I'm picking Genevieve. And I'm like, what happened in that conversation when he stepped away to totally switch things for him because right before he had stepped away, he was believing Shanae and was saying, Genevieve, are you an actor? Like, what is going on here? Steps yeah. away and then immediately is like, okay, Shanae, bye. I'm picking Genevieve. It was so quick. So what right. the heck? Yeah, they're like, uh, Clayton, you're not following the script here. We actually need to send Shanae home, not Genevieve. So you're going to have to change yes, up I, your mind. I did think about that concept, but then I was like, would pr- production would want him to keep Shanae, right? Like, at this keep point, this though, going, once you think they've it's been going on this, for too long. Yeah, yeah. once they've mil- milked a villain for all they're worth, like, what more do we need? They can make another villain, and they will. You can. Right. We can get to this, but yeah, obviously yeah. they're already setting someone else up to be the new villain. Right. What I thought was interesting, like, in this two-on-one date, which mm-hmm. 
Justin takes the batch Instagram account pointed out it's literally just a sofa in the middle of like a park with a bunch of pillows like this does not constitute a date but whatever. right like there's literally no activity it's literally yeah, nothing just, it's like, literally like you walk over here and talk with me and then you walk over here and talk with me these are not dates ABC right, 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 step right. it up but obviously the irony of Shanae referring to Genevieve as an actress I found it weird. I know that the obvious irony is the Meryl Streep thing. You were just referring to yourself as an actress Mm -hmm. last week, and now all of a sudden you're calling her an actress. To me, it's more, like, confusing. Like, I don't really get what she was trying to accomplish here. And I also think, like, it's one thing to deceive the person you're trying to beat in this competition, but it's another thing to deceive the lead. And she was giving herself props for deceiving Clayton like oh our conversation went so good tears 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 like I totally got him like why then why are you what are you doing right Uh, well that's the thing that's been so interesting with Shanae as opposed to like other villains we've seen in the past because it's like I don't even think her end goal is a relationship with the lead. Like, in the past, I feel like the villains are villains because they have a strong relationship with the lead and they're kind of prioritizing that over their friendships in the house and people are jealous and insecure about that and, and you know, drama ensues. The thing with Shanae, it's like, your only goal seems to be, like, be mean by any means necessary. And it's it, the goal doesn't really feel like it was pursuing a relationship with Clayton because of what you're saying. She's literally like lying to him and fake crying and all of this stuff. It's like, well, that's the person you want to get married to? The person you're like yeah. fake crying to trick into sending all these girls home? Because she's always like, oh, I got this person sent home. I got this person sent home. So it's like, what is the end goal here? Yeah, and I do think the women tell all is going to be interesting because I've said before too, like the villain typically is laser focused on the lead and that's why they're the villain right in this case like I don't really get what her objective here is other than screen time so I'm curious to see what Clayton says to her like you just totally you weren't even into me you're not even saying anything about a relationship with me you just want me to eliminate girls so you can last longer there's no point here even just the things she was saying in her ITMs were always so crazy I was thinking the same thing that it's like oh no you're really just here to like Like, someone said to you, be a big personality who's mean and instigating drama, and you will be on TV a lot. And she was like, okay. Was she coached by Game of Roses? I would think, I actually have have a note about that later on, but I would think no, because I think Game of Roses would be smart enough to, if they're going to teach someone how to have a villain edit, I think you need to have a seemingly stronger motivation for your actions other than... I'm trying to be as big and as obnoxious as possible possible because I want to be on TV. Like, the thing mm-hmm. she was saying wasn't even making sense. It was just, like, yeah. nonsense. She doesn't make sense. And I thought it was really weird that she gets eliminated. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. And yeah. it's just, that's it. Like... I know. I, th- I really thought she was going to come back to the dinner portion. I really did. I thought for sure she was coming back. I thought when uh, Clayton was asked to meet Susie at the clock, I thought it was going to be Shanae. I was oh, waiting for her to come so back. Good. Like, that would have been genius. Come on, guys. Do I have to think of everything? So <laughs> I, I thought for the amount of buzz this girl, the ABC has given this girl, you're not even, that's it? She just leaves? She doesn't? shake anything else up before she goes. It was weird. It was kind of a letdown. I wanted some big... I mean, they had the big celebration of all the girls. Mm -hmm. Gabby double fisting the champagne bottles, which is iconic. (laughs) Yeah. But that seemed a little anticlimactic to me. I agree. No, I I thought the exact same thing. 
I'm I'm still waiting for the return of Shanae. Let's manifest it. <laughs> yeah, let's just manifest literally everything. I'm manifesting the return of Shanae and also while we're at it, a million dollars. I just think we're like on a roll here. Yeah, putting might as well. Into the universe. I do feel though, it seems like from the promo, they're pretty moved on. They're ready to move on to yeah, she's not the whole back. Sarah situation. So I don't actually think she's coming back. But I do think that was a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity, but I think people are pretty much sick of her. And they're yeah. like, okay, we're done with her now, too. We'll, we'll find another villain. Yeah. And the villain, it seems to be that it's going to be Sarah, maybe. So yeah. Sarah had a her the first second one-on-one date of the season on Monday's episode. However, Clayton just, like, makes her break down crying. And I felt for her so bad because that was a real cry. Like, she couldn't, she was struggling to talk. Like, I felt yeah. for her. I mean, he basically was just saying that... Oh, she's not ready for engagement. That M- M- Mara, Mara... Is it Mara? I don't know how to say it. I don't know. Mara? You know who we're talking about. I I was saying Mara, but then I think I heard on TV it was Mara. Anyway, so Mara was saying to Clayton that Sarah is not only not ready for marriage, she had been saying things like, oh, I couldn't see myself being engaged by the end mm-hmm. of this. Like, that's so crazy, blah, blah, blah. And that's what Clayton confronted Sarah about. Which I, I think the whole thing was very weird because it's like, yes, she had a second one-on-one date, but literally there was no di- – it was just a nighttime yeah. dinner portion literally solely for Clayton to address these things with Sarah, which I just thought was so weird. Obviously, they just wanted to, like, escalate the yeah. drama in this situation, but they didn't even pretend to make it about literally anything else. Yeah. I want to point out, if you guys remember the initial trailer for the finale that everyone freaked out mm-hmm. about – Yes, this was a good catch. You see Sarah crying on the floor, and she's, like, hysterical. It's made to look like she's one of the final three, and she may be. I have no clue. However, the scene mm-hmm. aired Monday night. The scene is not from the finale. So that's one thing that we yeah. can prove that was... They could place these video clips wherever they want and dub over any type of music or audio. They were using that specific clip of Sarah crying a lot and it was always in the context because they always switch out like the girls faces that they're showing when Clayton says this but it's in the context of when Clayton's like uh you know I and I slept with both of you and then everyone's crying and but they always cut to different people it's been a mixture of so many different people but they always were showing that Sarah crying clip which Mm -hmm. was leading me to believe that maybe she was involved in the situation. I am so young and naive. Now we have seen the actual clip and know the context of it. it has nothing to do with that. I actually think Sarah's days are limited now. Three more episodes of her and then she's gone. I, I thought though she was like a top three, at the very least top four contender. Now I don't think that anymore. I don't know what I feel anymore because I don't know if it's from seeing her so much in the trailer that makes me feel like she is mm. in the top three. So I don't know where I stand. I don't think her days are as limited. She got the first, second one-on-one date. Yeah, but That's it wasn't big. a real but it wasn't a real yeah. one-on-one date. It was a literally a, a nighttime dinner setup explicitly for Clayton to ask that one question and to set up this drama because Shanae just got sent home, so they need to turn things on someone else. That that felt very it didn't feel like a genuine one-on-one. I don't think that was Clayton's choice to be like, "You know who I really need to talk to and get to know better? Sarah." Someone yeah. was like, you know "Hey, I need to make cry on this dinner." Yeah, exactly. Speaking of lies in the trailer, so the promo for Monday night's episode, we saw Clayton saying, I think I made a mistake. So much so that I thought he was going to say that about Shanae. Like, that's what it was supposed to imply, that he yeah. sends Shanae home and then he says, I think I made a mistake. Or vice versa, sends one of them home. 
But in reality, his actual sentence was, when he's talking to Jesse, he says, I don't want to say I think I made a mistake. They only caught the second half of that sentence and they put it into the trailer. I love when I could see it unfold and, and piece together what actually happened versus what they are yeah. trying to make you think is going to happen because it even fooled me. And I'm like the master of this shit. So I'll give you that one, ABC. Good job. Yeah, I mean, I think a good rule of thumb is literally believe nothing that is yeah. in the promo. Because they literally, we, they've done this before, cut together totally new sentences. And then when it finally airs, it's like totally different from what was actually even said in the promo. So you had said, do you think Shanae is being coached by Game of Roses? I don't think she is, but I think Teddy is. And after her one-on-one day, I am more so in the camp that I think Teddy is being coached by Game of Roses. Why? Because everything is so, she just like checks so many boxes and phrases of things she says. It's like, first off, the virginity thing. I think it's an amazing play to get you very close to <laughs> fantasy suites. But then she also said something before, like in, so in setting up the dinner portion of her one-on-one, she's like, yeah, you know, I just have like a lot of like walls and stuff. And then cut to the dinner portion where then she lets down the walls. And that is a strategy that they do talk about in Game of Roses sometimes, that like you build up walls so that they can later come down. And that makes it look like you're being much more vulnerable and open than you actually are. Do you not Do you not think she's a, a trainee? I think everything she's a been trainee. doing has been so textbook. I never thought of it that way, but hearing you say that, I see the point that you're making. I, she also immediately brought up the virgin thing as soon as I sat down to dinner as well. She's like, I have to tell him. And it's like, do you? We're not even close to fantasy suites yet. You didn't have to, but you're probably being nudged by a producer. And sure. I did think his reaction to that news was pretty interesting. So because yeah. And people on Twitter were like, we know Clayton fucks. Clayton likes a good yes. fucking. So he's like, he, his face is just funny to me. And then he goes, like, well, thank you for sharing or whatever. And then he says, I, I wouldn't have thought that or I wouldn't have predicted that and I'm like that's a weird thing to say because how can you predict that oh well you can't right you look like you've had sex before right like what even mean Clayton I thought he looked so uncomfortable not in a way like just in a way that he's like he did not know how to respond or how to say the right thing like he was like even stuttering at one point I don't think he meant to be reacting negatively to Teddy's information I just think he was so self-conscious about like not saying the wrong thing and like coming off as not supportive so it just got in his head I think Clayton is someone who cares a lot about how he is perceived and overthinks it rounding out the corner here Mm -hmm. Shanae is gone but Shanae took to her Instagram stories or her Instagram page and put out her statement now that she's officially off the show she can finally speak she says For those of you who don't know me, I wanted to share a few things. If you choose to judge me on the five hours of footage you've watched, I'm sad you didn't get a look into the real me. And if you were so quick to say you would never be so mean to someone while simultaneously sending me hateful messages, so ugly I wouldn't repost, that doesn't make you better than me. My realness isn't for everyone. Real never makes everyone happy. I made a promise to myself a long time ago that my heart won't ever be guided by anyone else but me. There are big things in store, and for now, I'm just going to eat shrimp and continue to be my authentic self. Clayton, good luck to you, and I hope you find what your heart is looking for. It was an honor to be part of your journey. 
I totally agree with her regarding the hate thing. You cannot like Shanae. That's fine. You can think that she, you don't like her behavior. You don't like what she said or did on the show. That's fine. You don't have to go and send her hateful messages though. And you are no better. I totally agree with her. Like you yeah. are no better than her if you're doing that. You can just leave her alone. I'm glad that she got to say her piece. She probably feels like a weight is off her shoulders now that she's off the show. This also probably proves she's not coming back. Back onto the show, on Clayton yeah. season, you mean. Yeah, yeah, Clayton season. I don't think she's coming back. I think she's gone until Women Tell All. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what she says. I'm sure she's just gonna apologize. She should just yeah. apologize and then yeah. do better and hope that this can she can grow from this. But I'm curious to see what her reasoning is though. Like does she, why did she behave this way? Yeah, I hope the Women Tell All isn't choppy like I hope they actually Mm. give us like genuine conversations between Shanae and Elizabeth and all the other people because I find sometimes those those episodes specifically they cut so much where it's like okay you're cutting out all like the stuff I actually care about you're giving me like this bullshit fake drama that I didn't want to hear about so I don't know Shanae is just gonna be eating shrimp and continuing to be her authentic self and um I love shrimp I really do it's one of my favorite foods go get some for lunch go shrimp Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Cool. Leaving the corner. I'm out of the corner now. Okay, bye. So you guys know I've been really trying to better myself in 2022. And one thing that I've been trying to do is drink more water. And so to do that, I'm currently using Hydro Jug. And it's honestly made the goal so much easier. Hydro Jug holds a half gallon of water so you can hydrate more and refill less. Plus, there are so many colors and styles to choose from on their site. I always feel cute and Instagram ready. And I just love drinking out of it. I know, I actually chose the stainless steel Hydro Jug in the color Sunset. And it's like this orange, peach, yellow thing and it's so cute. I'm obsessed. They also have glass jugs and their Hydro Jug Pro collection with so many styles to choose from. And it really has helped me drink more water as well. And there's a triple layer isolation in my stainless steel Hydro Jug and it keeps my water cold all day long, which is really helpful for me because I only drink really, really cold water. I really like how this jug is reusable. When I use Hydro Jug, I feel like I'm doing my part for the environment because all I have to do is refill it instead of wasting plastic. Totally. And my favorite part is the lid. There's no other lid like this. It's honestly makes it so much easier to drink. It includes like a flip cap and a dual function sip spout and a detachable straw. So I can sip from the straw or I can remove the straw and just pour it like normal. Also the wide mouth opening, it really makes it easy to add ice or fruit or you know, however you like to drink your water. Yeah, so if you are looking to increase the hydration in your life, which I recommend you do because hydration equals like clear skin and Mm -hmm. overall health and, you know, all that good stuff, get your Hydro Jug at thehydrojug.com. You can use discount code BATCH10, B-A-C-H-10, to get 10% off your order today. Hydro Jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Go to thehydrojug.com and again, use code BATCH10 for 10% off. Okay, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters, and if you're new here, that's when you guys submit stories of meeting Bachelor stars in the wild, and we talk about it on air. So we have a couple to get through today. First, we have someone that had an encounter with Kenny and Mari of uh, Paradise fame. 
So the submitter writes, I met Kenny and Mari last night at a boy band night show, and they were so sweet and down to earth and painfully good looking in person. I got pics with them, talked a lot about boy bands because I'm a huge Backstreet Boys fan. And he, Kenny, was talking about how he has done events with AJ from the Backstreet Boys in Chicago. My friend and I were in the bathroom and I saw Mari go in the stall. And these other girls were like bombarding the stall and knocking on the door, calling her name, begging for a picture with her, which oh was so God. rude and trashy. So we pulled her away from them and blocked her while she washed her hands. Oh she appreciated God. our help, and you could tell she was flustered and annoyed with them. Wow. wow. So much to unpack here. First things truly, first. Truly, what is? Yes. Where's this boy band night thing? I would like to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming it was somewhere in Chicago because that's where they live, right? But I don't know. What, what, like, what did they exactly call it? It's a boy band what? At a boy band night show. Maybe it was like a cover band and, or like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like they do that sometimes in the city where it's like, it's like Taylor Swift night. And it's just like they just play Taylor Swift or Olivia Rodrigo. or So maybe they were just playing boy bands all night. I mean, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. Crazy. I mean, awesome that Kenny and Mari were so sweet. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised that they were ridiculously good looking. But crazy that people are bombarding the stall yes. while she's fucking I was peeing say the same thing it's like crazy that people think they are like entitled to access of other humans like that like regardless of you whether you saw them on a tv show regardless of whether it's like literally Brad Pitt or i went home night 1 of the bachelor person number 5 why do people think they can do that it's crazy to me the fact that these girls had to make a barricade for Mari to wash her freaking hands. Like, we're in a pandemic, <laughs> people. Hand washing is important. It's very and important, yes. you guys should at least give her the privacy to wash her hands before you ask for your picture. Who knows if Mari and Kenny actually gave these girls those pictures. Yeah. I'm, I would assume she wouldn't. I would hope she wouldn't after, like... After they were bombarding her, yeah, that would be... I wouldn't. And can you imagine, like, being in the stall, trying to go to the bathroom, and someone's banging on the door? No, I literally can't. All because they want to take a picture. Like, what do you... Okay, what do you, would you like to take it while I'm shitting? Like, you could you could wait. Right. Also, with, like, girls, if you wanted to get this picture with Mari, the bathroom's, like you said, not the place for that. You want literally, like, a toilet in the bathroom of your, like, next Instagram picture? Yeah. That's all it's about, though, honestly. Everyone's just desperate for likes and they know if they have a picture with Mari and Kenny they'll get likes and yeah that's worth banging down a bathroom stall apparently so apparently moving on we have one with Chris Souls oh your boyfriend Chris Souls my boyfriend okay she said I'm from Iowa so of course my only bachelor encounter has been with Chris (laughs) Souls it was several years ago but was a few years after he was the bachelor my husband then fiance and I were out for dinner. The restaurant was super busy, so we sat at the far end of the bar and had a clear view of the door. He walked in with a group of guys and they were waiting for a table. I immediately saw him and pointed him out to my husband excitedly. My husband told me to go ask him for a picture, but I felt bad doing that because he was with his friends, so I didn't. About 10 minutes go by and he comes around to the end of the bar that we are at to get a drink and he's literally standing right next to me, oh my God. Like, shoulders are touching. Oh, my God, your shoulder's so lucky. My husband reached around me and tapped him on the shoulder to say hi and said that I was a big fan, and he asked if I could take a picture. Chris was so nice. He took a picture with me and chatted with us for a few minutes. It was a great encounter. Aw, sweet. Now, this is so funny. These are, like, polar opposite fans. I don't want to bother him. He's with his friends. I want to be respectful, and as opposed to banging down the door while you're trying to pee. This is how you're supposed to do it, people. If you are to ever... 
run into not only a bachelor person, any sort of famous person that you want to take a picture with or say hi to, do it like these people and be kind and polite and respectful. They don't owe you anything. Like Chris Holes could have been like, no, I'm eating dinner with my friends. Like, thanks though. And that would also be equally fine. You know? I don't know why I vividly can picture like standing next to him in a bar and my shoulders <laughs> touching him. Like I'm like, I feel it right now in my soul. I'm like, oh God, just to be in that Iowa bar. You really are creeping towards the farm life. I don't know. Slowly but surely. I know. I know. So our next Bachelor encounter is with Dawson Dimitri Brady, Haven's dad. Oh my God. Not the Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven. Wow, wow, wow. Also known as Jared Haven. Yes. So someone had a run in with Jared. This person writes in and says, hey there, big fan of the podcast. Woohoo. Just had an encounter with Jared Haven. I was driving through Rhode Island with my boyfriend and we stopped at Jared and Ashley's new coffee shop. Audrey's is what's the name of it. I didn't expect Jared to actually be working with the new baby and all, but sure enough, he was there. I gasped. It was really quiet, two employees plus Jared and a few people hanging out with coffee, but I didn't get to speak to him. They were closing up early for Super Bowl and he seemed pretty busy cleaning up and doing dishes. Doing dishes? Overall, very, very cute place, a couple of fireplaces and couches and lounge areas, delicious bachelor-themed drinks and rose-themed decor. Leaning hard into the bachelor thing, but highly recommend to anyone in the area. I wrote, oh my God, Dawson's dad, how is it? Uh, Like, I basically asked for more about like how it was leaning into the bachelor thing. Yeah. So she said, all rose themed decor. Many of the drinks are bachelor themed. Uh, There was a sign above the fireplace that said, on Monday nights, we watch The Bachelor. On Tuesday mornings, we drink coffee and recap. That's kind of cute. Yeah. And there was a menu called After the Final Rose featuring alcoholic drinks after 3 p.m. You get the gist. They definitely know who their target clientele are. Anyway, it was very cute. Lots of different loungy areas and bar stools at the counter. I wish I lived by. I'd be a regular. So before we unpack, though, I didn't even think to, like, we could have easily accessed this menu. Yeah, like that's true. It, the information's out there. I, I just assumed if they had a coffee shop, it would just be regular coffee Me shop too. stuff. Yeah. And this girl... Um, made me want to go look up the menu. So I grabbed the menu. And I am like, when she says they they know their target clientele, I'm totally here for that. And if I were to be in Rhode Island, I would fully go and oh, support yeah. this. Especially now hearing that the, that's how it's themed and decorated and whatever. That yeah. is so enticing. Yes, I would definitely go. And you know what's funny? They didn't, they haven't publicized that. Like they don't no. say, come on in for the, well, I'm going to read off the drinks. Okay. And they're really cute okay. themed drinks. But like, it's weird that they haven't, made that known because I feel like that may attract more people. Totally. So there's specialty coffee drinks. I almost want you to like try to guess because some of them are like cliche, obvious bachelor lines. Okay. They, there are four drinks I'm looking at and they all have something to do with the show. This is so hard. I, know, I, say, I, say, like, I say guess. As, all right, as well, if, give like, me like one minute to think, but then we can just read them if I can't think of anything clever. Okay. These are coffee drinks or these are cocktails? I know they have both, but... They're coffee. I don't see cock. Oh, they obviously have cocktails because she said that. I don't see it on this, though. Okay, so this is coffee. And that has nothing to do with it, though. Okay, so they're just random bachelor phrases. Like, yeah. most dramatic season ever. Um, the most... Wait, wait okay. really? That's <laughs> okay, one. Well, that's one? Okay. Um, yeah, well, it's... it's No, it's the most dramatic mocha ever. And it's an okay. iced almond coconut mocha topped with whipped cream, coconut, and chocolate fudge. That is pretty dramatic, I must say. 
Yeah. Um, okay, what about here for the right reasons? No. Oh, sorry. Yes. Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on the next page. Here for the right reason. It's a Nutello Amaretta Latte with chocolate syrup and whipped cream. Wait, that, these all sound really good. Um, I know. What else do they say on that silly little show of ours? Um, Final Rose Tonight. Is that one? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the... No, but I'm not seeing it, but like that sounds like it should have been... Final Rose Tonight. Um, I don't know. Date card. Final Rose Tonight. What about when you don't get the rose? Say your goodbyes and go home. Take a moment and say Take your goodbyes. Take a moment and say your goodbyes. <laughs> You're right, right. Okay. That is a white chocolate snickerdoodle latte with cinnamon, caramel toffee, whipped cream, and white chocolate. These all sound amazing, but they are very sugary. Like, I would not be able to drink a most dramatic mocha ever, every single day, you know? These are special occasion coffees. Sure. Okay. (laughs) And then, okay, the final two, there's a trip to paradise. Okay. Uh, It's a banana hazelnut iced coffee with chocolate syrup, whipped cream, and toasted coconut. Yum. And then there's just the rose ceremony. It's white chocolate raspberry latte served with hot chocolate and whipped cream. Super cute. Yeah, that is cute. And I think it's, I don't know, I'm like so surprised by this. And I'm very surprised, like when I was reading it and she said um, that Jared was washing dishes and I'm surprised by that. Like not because I think like he's too good to wash dishes. I'm just like, you know what? You're the owner of the store. You just had a baby, but you're still in there and you're washing dishes. I'm surprised at how involved they are legitimately seeming to be. Because I know they said that they were going to be involved, but I really was cynical and I was like okay they're literally just like slapping their names on a coffee shop and they're gonna do nothing and hire someone to just run a coffee shop and and there's nothing wrong with that either but like I did not think that they were gonna really be so creatively involved and clearly like literally involved because Jared's there washing dishes and physically working um but I think that's cool to see I think that's like really admirable of them they're clearly like really passionate about it and have put a lot of thought into all of these like recipes and stuff so that's cool yeah, no, I'm very, very impressed. And people have called out uh, that I said when we were initially talked about the coffee shop, I'm like, this is so Dawson's Creaky mm-hmm. that, like, they're going to be in a coffee shop and Jared's doing dishes and Ashley comes in and, like, it's just so Dawson's Creek vibes. This is before we knew that the name was going to be Dawson. Yeah. So it's kind of all come for full circle that Dawson... Dimitri Brady Haben has a place to go hang out and drink coffee when he gets older. He also, too, kind of has a cocktail made in his vein. So I I had screenshotted this a bit ago and then meant to tell Stephanie about it and then I got sidetracked and forgot. But so Ashley posted on her Insta story a few weeks ago. I guess this was probably right after they revealed Dawson's name on Amazon Live because then secrets out. But they had a cocktail that was Heart of the Ocean and it was a blue cocktail literally with ice-shaped Boat. No, boat-shaped ice. I'm like, why can I not describe what this boats. is? <laughs> boat-shaped ice. Like, literally a little boat. And then, of course, there's a normal ice cube. So it's like, literally, this boat is hitting the iceberg. And it's this Titanic-themed cocktail in honor of their son. Okay, even that, though. Like, they had to go order boat-shaped ice cube makers. Yeah, to, that's crazy. Like, that, I appreciate that. You know, like, attention to detail. Those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you've had an encounter with someone from the show, please DM me at She's All Batch, and we may read it on a future episode. Also, if you guys are in Rhode Island, go to this place. I want more reports of, like, what it's like in there. Yeah. One day we'll go. We'll take a road trip up. And use coupon code She's All Batch, (laughs) and you can get a free coffee on us. Just kidding. 
But you know what? If you go, if you go, I will Venmo you five dollars for a coffee. Watch like all these people go, and then I'm really I know I'm sending like, like thousands should... and thousands of dollars. <laughs> um, okay, the, fir- if the, the first, first person, person that does goes, it, yeah. I will Venmo them. We'll $5. Venmo you. So no, we'll Venmo them. We'll cover the freaking coffee. What if it's more than five dollars? Okay, nine dollars. How much is this coffee? Uh, this um, <laughs> they are pretty fancy. They're probably like classic nine dollar coffee shop places. Yeah, whatever. but we need photos and we need mm-hmm. more info from you. Okay. This interview is sponsored by BetterHelp. So last episode, I told you guys how important therapy has been to me and my life. And I really do mean that when I say it. I really think it's something that anyone can benefit from doing. I know I've benefited a lot from it, so I'm a huge advocate for it. But I know it's really hard to find a great therapist. Believe me, I've been to a bunch before I found a great one. Um, I know it's really hard to not only find a therapist, but then also, you know, finding a way to afford it as well. Not everyone has a situation where it can be covered by their insurance provider or can find an affordable therapist that they love. So that's why I really do believe in BetterHelp. Yeah, and I would say that the number one reason why I am not in therapy is because it is too freaking hard to find a therapist. It's I don't have the time or energy, and I don't really know where to start. So when I went to betterhelp.com, I was actually blown away by the resources in which they offer to find a therapist. They have therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours, which is huge because, like I said, I've gone, like, weeks searching for therapists in the past to no avail and gave up. So don't give up. You can find help and better yourself with BetterHelp. We have a special offer for She's All Batch listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash She's all batch. That's better H E L P dot com slash she's all batch. And thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this interview. All right, guys, we have Holly here from Bachelor Pad 2, and she also was on Matt Grant's season in 2008, which seems like an eternity ago. Holly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Is it true that you were literally like scouted when you were walking down the street to go on Mac Grant season? Yeah. The funny thing is I had been in a really serious relationship um, for about a year and a half and I thought I was going to marry this guy and we abruptly break up. Like okay. it's, it's bad breakup. And three weeks later I get asked to go on the show. It's fate. So I know, but the weird thing was in the, the next couple of days after our terrible breakup, I flew home to Ohio. I didn't, I just, that was where my family is. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, I just couldn't be alone. I was just devastated by this breakup. Yeah. And in the middle of the night, I'm awake. I'm just wide awake in the middle of the night. And a commercial comes on that gets my attention. I was just sitting there on my laptop and it was like, Holly just lost love of her life. And I immediately like look up and I'm like, what commercial is this? Yeah. It was about a movie. It was a movie about a girl named Holly who lost the love of her life. So I would have never paid attention unless I heard that. Right. And then the next commercial said, would you like to be on the, a contestant yeah. on the uh-huh. Bachelor? And it said, go to abc.com and apply. And so I thought, well... I have nothing left to lose at this point. So maybe I should do this. I filled out all the stuff, sent like uploaded the pictures, everything. And then I got right before I hit send, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not ready for this. Okay. Closed my laptop, never sent anything. 
And then three weeks later, somebody someone finds you on the street. Okay. That is wild. So that, so I feel like I was like, God trying to get my attention. Like, Hey, we're yeah. trying to get on the show. This is your life path. Right. Um, so yeah, I was walking down the street and it was maybe a two minute walk from my work to the corner gas station. I was just going to get a snack. So for all you listening, if you want to get scouted by the show, just go walking outside and maybe someone will come up to you and we're going to get there as we go through all of our questions, but spoiler alert, Holly actually found her husband from this show. So I truly believe that this is like higher power telling you that you need to go on this show. Yeah. 100%. I look back now and I think every single thing had to happen who I dated when I dated them. It had to happen in the exact moment that it did happen for me to get where I am right now. That is too funny. Um, So you go through Matt's season and that was 2008. So we're going to kind of breeze past that. I'm sure it's a very distant (laughs) memory for you at this point. No one even remembers that. Okay. I had short short blonde hair. I looked completely different. Yeah. Um, But after his season, you meet Michael Stagliano. Um, You end up getting engaged but things don't work out. And then Bachelor Pad comes into play. So how did the producers like know about the drama that you had going on? Like, do they just like, kind of like call everyone and ask? Like the producers know everything. Yeah. Um, So Michael and I were engaged and then we were not engaged. Got unengaged, got it. (laughs) Unengaged. And then we started dating again, secretly. No one knew after we caught up the engagement, we started dating again and no one, we, we just didn't talk about it with anybody. And then that's when the, the producers came and sat us down and we ate lunch together. And, you know, they were like, do you guys want to do this? We want you both to be on the show. And I was like, no, I don't think it's a good idea. You know, we're t- really trying to work on a relationship. And um, then they just kept asking and kept asking. We were both unsure of it. I knew I was unsure of it. I think he really wanted to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that was the season of Emily Maynard. And she, we were watching the finale together of that, of the bachelorette. And he, Michael looks like he's going to throw up. <laughs> and I, I was like, is everything okay? And he was like, no, you took that away from me. That, pro- that proposal I was supposed to do one time to one person and you took that away from me. And I was like, I know, I'm so sorry. Like, and we, and then he broke up with me during the bachelorette. How oh fitting. <laughs> so the bachelor brought you together and the bachelor tore you apart. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, then the producers were really calling us both because they knew that we were not together at this point. And that's even better for them. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, we now we now we have to put them on. And they called me and they're like, do you want to do it? And I said, no, I'm just not in the right headspace. Because mm-hmm. I was really devastated after Michael broke it off with me. Even though I was the one that caught off the engagement, I was heartbroken because I thought, all right, we're going to do this. I'm going to put my all into this relationship. And then when he broke up with me, I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole different story. So then the producer said, you don't want to do it? And I was like, no. And they said, well, Michael's doing it. Okay. Was that even true? Like, was he confirmed at that point? I have no idea. Okay. We weren't talking. So I was like, what? <laughs> what? So I took some time to think about it. And then I was like, all right, why not? Sign on. Do they pay for um, Bachelor Pad? Because I know they pay for Paradise. Um, yes, they do. 
are you willing to disclose like a range? I think it was um, every, there were six episodes of that season. And I think every episode that you made it to, you made like $700. Okay. So that's also funny too, because like, I'm surprised that they would pay you per episode for that because for the people that don't know Bachelor Pad, which I highly recommend, just go buy it on iTunes. But, um, you know, you kind of want to make relationships. So you stay on the show and there's a lot of manipulation. But like, if you also know that you're going to get another $700, that's another incentive for people to want to sneak their way to the rest of the end of the show. Yeah. Obviously you have the prize at the end of $250,000, but like, I don't know. I would want to try to like, I want to make it another week. I want to see how, how much money I can really rack up here. Yeah. So I, I guess technically we didn't know what was going to be per episode because we filmed, it was only three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Three weeks straight. And I guess a week ended up being two episodes. Okay. So, yeah. We had no idea. I mean, you just wanted to win. Really. We mm-hmm. all were like, there's $250,000 at the end of this. I don't think that people really cared about the $700 an episode. Right, well, I guess that's small, <laughs> small pennies compared. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell me how much of Bachelor Pad was staged and manipulated by producers versus how much was like actually real of what we saw? Um, well, th- there were cameras everywhere. Like, I feel like when I filmed Bachelor, it was, hey, everybody, the cameras are coming in let's set this up and do like, why don't you ask what everybody thinks that it's happening on the date, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like bachelor Pat seemed more authentic. Okay. I mean, really not with the backstabbing and lying, but <laughs> authentic in the sense that the cameras were always on. There were cameras in all the corners and maybe they have that for the bachelor now, but they didn't when I was on it. So okay. everything bachelor related seemed like, let's set this up and do this this way. Mm-hmm. But Bachelor Pad seemed like, hey, this is like drama here, drama here. But did producers ever tell you to do or say something or anything like that? I just remember that happening on Bachelor. Okay. So Bachelor Pad just felt, I can't think of an instance where they're like, go do this. So I feel like everybody kind of knew like, like knew how to do the show, I guess, you know, well, everyone, it's all people that have been on. Yeah. So it was like, I, I, I did some stuff that the producers probably loved, right? <laughs> and, you know, so I was just like, Blake had a date with Erica Rose and I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to go down and hang out in the kitchen in a bikini Yes, and just cook my dinner while he gets ready or he comes down for his date, you know? So none of that was staged. Like they didn't tell you to do that. No, I did all of that. And I think they didn't really have to stage a lot because there was constant competitions and like there was just a lot going on and everybody is trying to win the show. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of uh, backstabbing and lying. And I think that there was no need to say, hey, you should do this. Right. Well, yeah, I guess there's so much drama happening naturally and organically. They didn't need to plot. Yeah. But you're saying on the actual Bachelor show, it's a lot of like, hey, come over here. You say this to this person. Yeah, I like my biggest regret is (laughs) on The Bachelor. They said I moonwalked on a group date and they had me say I moonwalked away with Matt's heart. And I was like, I regret that. It was so embarrassing to watch that. And I was like, why would I say that? They they, uh, gave you that line and made you say it. 
oh yeah they give you lines like crazy like here say this say this because I can always tell watching it now what is a producer line and what's real yeah oh my gosh can you give an example of like oh like uh, you think like um our relationship really took off today like if they're going on a plane like those puns yes those are all straight up producer lines I moonwalked away with Matt's heart I love it can you can you still moonwalk Oh yeah. It's one of my hidden talents. Oh my God. Okay. Well, (laughs) we need to see that at a later time. Okay. So on the show, you had a love triangle. You're dealing with your ex-fiance, Michael Stagliano, your future husband, Blake. Um, but he's not your husband at the time, obviously you really seem genuinely torn, but when, when you talked with producers, like in your little confessionals, like, was there one way they wanted you to go? Like, did they want Michael versus Blake or what did they want? Oh, for sure. They wanted Michael and I back together. That was, that was 100% their storyline. And I, I knew it because the moment, like, I don't know, they, they filmed a lot of Michael and I, they wanted me to always talk about Michael. And then when I was going on a date with Blake, they were like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to go on a date with, you know, like, what about Michael? And what, like, I, I know for a fact that they wanted the storyline to be Michael yeah. and I, because Michael was America's sweetheart, you know, everybody mm-hmm. loved him. And then Blake happened to be, he was, he's not a villain, but he happened to be painted the villain only because of everything that was going on in the house. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Like he literally just liked you. Like that's it. So I was like, he's now the villain. America hates him. I chose him over Michael. So I'm the bad guy now. Okay. (laughs) Well, that you got hate mail. Oh, it's like back in the day. Did you get like literal mail or email? No emails. (laughs) (laughs) You were like open letters. I got so much. Everybody was so mad at me for not choosing Michael. Speaking of the love triangle, there was a video that you and I both commented on, on TikTok that went on, um, on TikTok. It got, it got a good amount of views. And it's the scene where Michael finds out that you got engaged on the show basically. And he's finding out on stage for the first time. Tell me about that. Like how did, what happened there? Okay. So Blake and I get engaged. It was like this beautiful day they planned out for us. They filmed us the whole day. They, they told me we were just um, recapping your love for, to air on the finale. Mark. Like, so the whole day they filmed us, like, and then all of a sudden Blake proposes beautiful moment. And then I, I think two days later we had to film the finale. So one day in between from when he proposed, it was like the last thing in my mind to be like, I'm engaged. Let me go call my ex. Right. Yeah. And I do regret that. I wish I would have called and told him so he wasn't blindsided, but Blake made them sign um, a contract saying, do not show this in front of Michael. I do not want to rub it in his face. It's, this is a very sensitive time with all of this going on. Wow. They said, no problem. We won't. They, they signed a contract through Blake and said, we won't, we won't do this. So what they did is showed the engagement video to everyone and then brought Michael and I out on stage immediately afterward. So it it was surrounded by drama, which was a sad thing, you know, because we like we were so excited to be engaged and start our life. Yeah. So just for the people that don't know this scene. So they air Holly and Blake's engagement and then 
Holly and Michael were one of the finalists of the show. So they bring them out and Chris Harrison says, congratulations, Holly. And do you want to, uh, Michael, what do you say to Holly and Blake? And then he's like, put on the spot, completely doesn't know. And then yep. he goes, they're moving in together, right? That's yep. it. Oh my God. He was like, yeah, because I did, I had told him prior to that um, we were probably going to move in together. I was probably going to leave the state and move in with him. Well, yeah, you've like successfully transitioned to being like a normal family and you're living in, uh, where are you, Greensboro? Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. Um, And you've been there. Is that where you, that's where you initially moved, right? Because of his dental Mm -hmm. practice. Okay. So yeah, you like, you were really in it for the right reasons. I know I did it. (laughs) So yeah, we, um, we moved um, before the finale aired. So we got engaged the finale, we filmed the finale and then we got in the car and drove across the country. So cute. Um, Did you guys watch the show together? Uh, we watched the finale together. Okay. That was it. But um, the whole time I was like, you have nothing to worry about, Blake. It's not like I was kissing Michael, you know, we, mm. I, I said, we went on a couple dates. I think we FaceTimed a lot during the episodes or something. I don't know what it was, but I remember <laughs> there was an episode where he called me and he was like, mm, thought you said you didn't kiss Michael. Yeah. I was going to say, you definitely did kiss him, didn't you? <laughs> what are you talking about he's like he turns the phone I was like huh I I guess I did I don't quite remember that part (laughs) slipped my mind sorry Blake and then it was the next episode we were kissing again I was like well gosh I guess we are kissing funny how that happens so like I said starting off you and Blake got married you were a success story from the show and you have a beautiful daughter now so tell us about your life today we went through seven years of infertility. Um, we, I mean, we literally went through everything. IVF, we had a surrogate. We lost two babies in the last so seven sorry. years. Um, it's okay. Cause it all worked out. Just, I mean, it's all so perfect now because we adopted our little girl. She's two now and her name's Poppy. And I just feel like everything was supposed to happen that way. You know, it's just, just like, like your dating life. Just like, yes, I know everybody I dated had to lead me to the next person. So, and I just think like all the heartache we went through for seven years of trying to have a child all led us to her. So mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I have no gr- regrets at, at all. Oh like, I, I'm so I love happy that. that nothing worked out the way it was supposed to. You're like so inspirational. I'm like going to cry. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you so much for like sharing all that and sharing, like opening up about your entire experience. I love this like full circle story that all the bad, all the doors that close will lead you to one that you're supposed to open. And that is so cool. And now you have this beautiful family living the dream. I am. I know. I am living the dream. I love it. So where can everyone find you? What do you want to plug, plug like dentistry, anything you want? I mean, if anybody needs a dentist, <laughs> you can look them up. Um, my Instagram is at Holly Julian and my TikTok, which I love TikTok now. It's the same thing at Holly Julian. And that's our show for this week. Please be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review if you like what you hear. And also subscribe so you never miss any future episodes. And 
for the diehards, join our Facebook group. We have such amazing conversations. I don't even use Facebook that much anymore, but now since we have this Facebook group, I log in every single day to see what people are saying, and I love chatting with you guys. But we're gonna be doing exclusive giveaways there, little polls, sharing of news in real time. It's really fun. We have a little party every single day. So the link to the Facebook group will be in the episode description. So definitely check it out. And thanks so much to our sponsor. Shout out one more time, Invisaware. You can use code She's All Batch for 10% off. Hydro Jug, you can use code Batch10 for 10% off. And BetterHelp, and you can go to betterhelp.com slash She's All Batch for 10% off your first therapy session. And we're gonna do shout out of the week. I'm going to shout out my girl Haley. She wrote me a message that was really sweet and basically said that she has been going through some stuff and I don't need to expose everything, but she said that she really looks forward to Thursdays because Aww. of us. And she said, when I say I love Thursdays because of you guys, I really mean it. You have brought me a lot of joy where it's been lacking. So thank you. So we That's just so want to nice. say hi Haley. Hi Haley. Thank you so much. And we hope today is a little bit brighter for you and it is so rewarding to hear people yeah, say these I types of things. Love it. So hopefully you're smiling today. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Ugh, I, I love it. With that said, if you really are loving this, I I get so many messages on the She's All Batch account that say similar things to this message and also just like really enjoying it and overall positive vibes. If you feel strongly about it, please feel free to write a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also rate us on Apple Podcasts and rate us on Spotify. We prefer five stars, but you know, whatever you think we're, we're deserving of is fine for now. It really helps us a lot when you guys leave the reviews. And I also really love reading them when they're positive. So only leave a good one. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Okay. So be sure to follow us. You can check, follow me at She's All Batch across all platforms. And you can follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore. Is that it? I think so. Bye, bitches.